Hello and welcome to Euphoria, the podcast all about the great glam and Irish from Eurovision past. My name is Roland Bodnam, and as ever, I am joined by my co-host, who I was out with the other night, and I asked her, "Are you drinking gin all night tonight?" And she said, "Sure, it's the spirit of the night. It oh, is about no. Oh no." <laughs> Oh, that was abysmal. <laughs> I was clutching at straws there, and uh, I, I, I wrote that on my desk sat next to you at uh, lunchtime today, and I was really chuckling really hard to myself. I was like, <laughs> I heard you laughing earlier. Yeah, that was that. Uh, how are you doing, Isabel? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Yeah, slightly, yeah, yeah. slightly less tired than last week. Yeah, last week we, we got a bit hysterical, insane. didn't we? But I think it worked out really well. Oh, no, people seem to enjoy it. But, really um, into the hysterics. Yeah, yeah. It's like being in the Big Brother house and watching Jack D have a breakdown or whoever else it was. Vanessa Feltz. Vanessa Feltz. I'll be Feltz. Oh, yeah, that was the best one, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so we're going to crack straight in. We've got actually quite a jam-packed episode today. Um, <laughs> oh, great. Um, so I'm going to start with our usual way of starting. Oh, yeah. I'm quite excited today because I'm going to ask you as well, would you like a glass of... Or half a bottle of Chardonnay from England. An English Chardonnay. An English Chardonnay. Don't trust it. It's from Tenterden, which is a where? F- Tenterden, which is from Kent, just a few miles away oh, from where I grew bloody up. Hell. <laughs> don't, Kent. Don't roll your eyes yet. Kent is very Tenterton. good at making wines. Tenterden. 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 What you been up to, Isabel? Listen that. Just chill out. What am I telling you? Very private. I'm not going to share it. No, <laughs> uh, what have I been doing? Not really, since no. last week. No, chilled one. It was my mate Claude's birthday this week. He turned 30. Happy birthday, oh, Claude. Happy birthday, I don't Claude. think he listens to the podcast. It's fine. We'll but put his it, boyfriend does. Put it out into the universe and yeah, that's exactly. fine. Exactly. It's a good love out there. Um, I no, think I we, we needed a fairly chilled one after last week. And I think we yeah, both I had one. Yeah, I slept a lot this weekend. I really cleaned my flat. Like, oh, good. really fucking demolished, like... Oh, the dirt. All right, let's do this. You ready? Oh. Lovely pop. If there's anything something, if there's anything the Kent people do well, it's a good old pop. Let's have a listen and see how this goes. (laughs) A disappointing glug. Was it? lovely, uh, the lovely, there was a lovely kind of. All right, let's cheers. Cheers. See how it is. That's quite nice. It's quite drinkable. Not a fan? You're just doubting it because it's from the no, south. I think maybe I don't like a Chardonnay. Yeah, no, me I'm neither. I'm still not quite um, smart enough to know which wines I like, but I've start. I've recently started grasping onto it. Yeah, I'm going like, oh no, you did like that thing, but then I forget yeah. a week later. I think Chardonnay is a fairly common one that people turn their nose up at. There was one other Kentish one, but it was a screw top. So I went for the cork and the lesser tasting one. Let's move on, Isabel. Great. Uh, so let's move on to the news. There's not that much in the... You didn't do the thing. Oh my God. Do let's move on jingle. to the news. Eurovision news. Sorry. So there's not too much... Amateur hour this is, In the way of news. We're just going to blast through Slavko. Slavko was on the X Factor. He was, wasn't he? Did you watch it? That was a while ago, no? No, he was on it this week. Was it only this week? Oh, I was just filmed a while ago. No, so he was on the earlier rounds a couple of weeks back. Are they on live stuff now? He's on, not like the live rounds on live TV, but in front of an audience. They do like, now they do behind closed doors oh, audition. Yeah. Then they get through to the big audiences and then they get through to the live stages. So he is, and this doesn't, so he is, uh, he made it through to the six chair challenge. Which That's 
It's horrible. horrible. Right, horrible. It's horrible. So that's as far as he got, and we don't know how much farther he gets. He had an amazing audition. He whipped his hair so much that it came flying off after the audition. It was quite amazing. a sight to see. Um, it didn't slow him down. He was whipping and gyrating all over the stage, and Nicole Scherzinger bloody loves him. Of course so. she does. Of course she <laughs> so does. So he's done very well. We're very proud of our boy Slavko. Lovely stuff. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to move straight on uh, to some any other business. Okay. We got some emails, Isabel. Get all the emails. I know, right? It's a weird. It's <laughs> it's a weird pattern. I'm just the best at doing them. I think it's actually that people are just more inspired after my <laughs> podcast <laughs> than they are after yours. Maybe we'll, we'll see. Hang on. <laughs> We'll see what the people have to say. Uh, so our first email this week comes from the good doctor from down under. Reggie. Reggie. Uh, Reggie says, um, Eurovision in October, kind of like Christmas in July. <laughs> uh, Reggie says, hi guys. So it was my birthday last week and I decided to have a Eurovision themed party. Oh, I'm jealous, mate. Uh, it was fun. We had a couple of Alexander Rybacks, an epic sax guy, Verka, Salvador, a Polish girl, Ireland's balloon boy from this year, <laughs> Romanian vampire, Ukrainian streaker wearing Australian flag, some people in pride paraphernalia, and then those lame people who didn't dress up at all. Yeah. I still love them for coming. Uh, I was dressed up as Frida from ABBA in their famous cat dresses. Um, oh my God, the cat dresses are so good. Um, unfortunately, I didn't have someone to be my Agnita. So Isabel, if the time ever comes, will you be my Agnita to my Frida? Those are the words <laughs> You're... I have been waiting my entire life for someone to say to me, Reggie. You had me at ABBA. Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, Reggie goes on to say, last week's song was quite the improvement on the week before. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I've listened to it loads this week. Oh. And I got a bit emotional. I'd listened to it while I was cleaning the flat on Saturday. <laughs> and I listened to it about three times in a row. And I was like, this is oh. bloody great. I'm happy to have helped you with your cleaning. Um, Reggie then says can't wait for the next banger of a track that you're going to make Roland because it should totally be submitted to the BBC Eurovision selection mm. keep up the awesome work Reggie and Reggie. then Reggie has attached a couple of pictures but I'll show you now oh my god the cat dress is amazing Reggie Reggie you're gorgeous bloody hell <laughs> look at your hair Christ mate come over to England will you we've got to hang out <laughs> we'll hang out we'll dress that up as that cat dress is great yeah. I'm so impressed right we've got to move on thank All you right. Reggie for that that was a very very nice email uh, so we are moving on to another email from one chance not the rapper from Brooklyn, Brooklyn. with an excellent excellent um, subject line titled the tangentleman from Spain <laughs> great right <laughs> Real clever, real smart. Yeah, he's uh, a smart boy, isn't he? <laughs> uh, chance starts. Excellent story as, as ever, Isabel. Thanks, love. <laughs> Jimmy seems to be like a man in need of something. What exactly, beyond a doctor's care, I'm not sure. While I wasn't exactly leaning towards giving him the benefit of the doubt, I didn't completely turn against him until you got to the documentary he was making about himself. <laughs> the only appropriate title for that would be Jimmy Jump, colon, professional twat. <laughs> <laughs> you said Chance, that, not us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the tangents are always delightful, especially when they're accompanied by Isabel's slow, cackling descent into madness. <laughs> I went a bit mad. Yeah, it was. It whenever, was... I, whenever I'm overly tired or feeling overly emotional and I think I'm going to cry, like sad tears. <laughs> I mean, sometimes that happens. Yeah. But often 
it will just I will just become hysterical and they'll come out the tears will come out in a much better format yeah and that is what happened last week yeah I felt great for it after oh it was great it was a real like therapeutic session (laughs) yeah that was it uh chance goes on to say roland thank you for taking at least a short break from being a sex pest (laughs) honestly trust me chance he never (laughs) stops being a sex pest (laughs) um no comment Uh, (laughs) to bring us a rather quite touching song as i listened i couldn't help but think it sounded like a million voices russia 2015 had a baby with an x-factor winner song eight points good lad thanks chance uh, and then Chance says something quite lovely. Remember to breathe as you prepare for your move. I'll make sure the lights are on when you get here. Oh no, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> and then say, and then Chance says, until next time, floodgates can't wait. Chance from Brooklyn. Chance. Chance is a right little writer, isn't he? The Chan oh. gentleman from Spain. Fucking hell, man. We got some talented listeners. Oh, say that line again. Uh, Remember to breathe as you prepare for your move. I'll make sure the lights are on when you get here. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Chance, you made Isabel cry. Don't cry. That's so nice. It was really You're beautiful. You're so nice. You're such a good human. You, all of you are. Oh, Christ. Moving on uh, to the next email from Graham Dobson. Hi, Graham. Love you. Uh, hi, Isabel and Roland. Uh, I swore that I wasn't going to be writing to you after every episode with comments, but wow. how could I not respond to Build Them Peace? As soon as Roland hinted that he was going to do something different with the song last week, I was already drafting a message to send in my head. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for trying, Roland. I appreciate the effort, but now I understand why you stick to Electro Europe. <laughs> but... You did it. Yes. You, you stepped out of your flight of the Concordsy box. <laughs> and Build Them Peace was a success. It felt like an actual Eurovision song and was very good indeed. I'm really proud of you, Roland. Oh. More, please. And then in brackets, just no reggae. <laughs> <laughs> Love to you both, Graham. P.S. Isabel, how much are you going to miss him? Oh, no, Graham, you can't ask that. <laughs> it's like uh, a little, yeah, it's like a, a clip show or something, just like emotional not, memories. I'm not allowing, I'm not allowing not myself to get... She's not going to miss me. No, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to miss more. <laughs> She's no, not. I'm not going to... Um, no, it's fine. It's all fine. We'll do an emotional, we'll do an emotional one on I'm leaving the all the emotions one. until the last yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll we'll just sob something. for an hour I'll write solid. Something. I'll write something with the intention of making you cry. <sighs> Last email. It's been a bumper episode of emails, a bumper bag. Uh, This one comes from one Yale. And Yale writes, Hey, Isabel and Roland. Hey. Thank you so much for another fantastic episode. Very welcome. It was hands down one of your best. Which... Oh, I, feel so I think so. That's it's my favourite one. Not just like to do because it was ridiculous. Yeah. But listening back to it, I it was a hoot. I had yeah. a hoot. Um, it was second only to Yale's all-time favourite. Festival fun fun. No, I no, feel no, I feel like Yale no. likes the ones where that send you slightly doolally. <laughs> They're the ones that she, that she likes. Um, side note: Do you know that um, the episode Festival Fun Fun made it to Mihai's Wikipedia page? We do know that, don't we? Yeah, we do. We're we're featured on Mihai's Wikipedia page. Uh, quote needed. Increasingly, well, <laughs> quote increasingly influential Euroforia podcast. No citation needed there. Hey. <laughs> uh, I have to say, though, don't know how strong the Slovenian wine was, but Build Them Peace was not a 10-point song. <gasps> On the other hand, Isabel's, Isabel's song, 
forgive me Spanish listeners, could become a massive hit. (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) Roland, I'm still a big fan of your work. So that's fine. You've pleased both of us. Oh, no, I'm standing standing by my 10 points. I really like it. That's fine. Each to each their own. Sending love from the Middle East. Yale, Asia. Love you, Yale. Thanks for that, love. What a great... What was my song? Sorry for the Spanish listeners. Oh, you've murdered it, mate. I don't kill my song. Oh God, it was beautiful and composed, and now it's destroyed. I liked my other one. I did. I did when I was listening to it. I went out to the shops, and it got to the point. I was walking down the street, and it got to the point where I went, "You have a song, and I have ears," and I laughed out loud in the street at that. (laughs) That was on the real moment of sort of like that was on the cusp. Yeah. Yeah. That might have pushed me over. Yeah, I think that was that was that was good. That was good. Yeah, <laughs> great. That was a long old episode. Got a story. To edit. I have a story. I've got a happy story. This is the third in your um, trilogy. trilogy. My masterpiece trilogy mm-hmm. of um, ex Eurovision people who have gone on to be involved in politics. Great. So we've had so far, Isabel. Mm. Uh, we have had. Uh, we've discussed the marvelous. Domenico Modugno, who not only had one of the most successful Eurovision songs commercially, but also made sweeping changes to the condition of mental health institutions across Italy. Mega babe. We then discussed Dana and the impact of her, the impact her success had on the conflict between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. And we also looked at some of her shittier political decisions made later on in her life. Mega twat. (laughs) Mega twat. This week... We are going to be talking about someone who has been given many honours over the years. Just some of them include Top 10 Most Influential Woman of 2013, International Woman of Courage 2013. She's been dubbed the true heroine of Ukraine, Kiev's Queen of the Night, and has even been compared to Joan of Arc. Wow. Yeah. I don't know how we haven't done this one earlier, but I'm very happy that we're doing it now. Before we find out who that person is, is it me? It's not you. I don't know. 2013 might have been a big year for you. I didn't know you at the time. But really strong. <laughs> really strong year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you were doing in Ukraine, but fine. Um, <laughs> Neither do I. No, no. You forgot. It's all a blur. Yeah. Um, before we find out how one person can gain so many different honours, I want to take us back to 2004, to Istanbul and to Turkey, where on the night of May 15th, the Eurovision Song Contest was in full swing. It was a year where the United Kingdom sent the distinctly mediocre and forgettable James Fox with the song Hold On To Our Love. I don't remember yeah, that. I think that's the most we will ever talk about James Fox on this podcast. <laughs> so we'll just, we'll just move on. Um, also performing on that night was one Russ Lana. Now we've Russ already... Lana! Russ Lana. I... Ow! I'm... Okay. Okay. So, I'm, I'm excited about this. Yes. Yeah, so we've already done a story on this podcast which begins with her winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's not much point of me building up the tension here. I will say, however, a couple of other impressive points that I didn't raise in that last episode. In the semi-final, Russellana's song got points from every single scoring country. And in the final, only one country didn't give her points, which I'm calling out now, Switzerland. Uh, for some reason, Douchebags. weren't fans. So also her victory Staying that... Staying neutral as always, yeah. the bloody Swiss. Uh, <laughs> Love you, Switzerland. <laughs> um, so also that year, um, her victory meant 
that it had been three years in a row where the contest had been won by a woman who had at least partially composed the song herself. Go women. <laughs> Go women. Roland's being a feminist again, guys. <laughs> Get on you women. Absolutely badasses. Yeah, right? Yeah. Writing, nice singing, performing, doing all of it. Triple threat. Now, I think... Well, actually, I don't know, Isabel. I personally mm. think Wild Dances is fine. The song that Russell Arna won with. Yeah, I'm well into it. Are you really into it? Yeah, I like it. I think it's, I think it's okay. I think it's all right. It's not on my playlist. I know we compare it to like stuff that we listen to regularly. Mm-hmm. For me, it, it wasn't uh, like a highlight best winner of winners. Um, but that's fine. It's, it, it's a fine song for me. Like it's got a lot of drumming in it. She does a good job with singing. Normally we'd have a listen to the song that she won with. However, mm-hmm. I think there's a performance that she did for the opening song of the following year's Eurovision mm-hmm. that I think gives a much better representation of her personality, her grit, her feistiness. Uh, this is her performing her new single at the time called Heart on Fire. is badass pretty fucking badass that's amazing she's got a flamethrower she's got a proper massive flamethrower thing on stage massive every time she says fire the fire comes out yeah she looks like she's some she's from like her she's got some sort of tribe her and some tribe she's like an ice warrior or something what was that what was that show called that was like was it just called the tribe that used to be on like Channel 5. Probably, yeah. Something like that, yeah. She looks like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fucking badass though, basically. Really she's amazing. got a massive flamethrower. She's, yeah, she's like got all these tribal dancers around her. She's dressed in like Ice Queen attire. Mm. It's it's great. Um, so I I think that song sums up uh, Russ Lana a little bit there. Um, anyway, so let's take a look at Russ Lana. Russ Lana herself has always been hugely talented but equally intelligent and passionate about what she believes in she graduated her music conservatoire uh, or conservatory (laughs) as a professional orchestra conductor and a classical pianist Um, after the success of her eurovision victory the song was a huge hit across the globe Uh, It was certified gold in Belgium, Sweden, Russia, Greece, the Czech Republic, and Slovakia. And it actually stayed at number one for 10 consecutive weeks in Belgium. Um, Which is not not doing too badly. No. Good for her. Doing all right. And she can conduct an an orchestra when she wants. That's pretty impressive. It's cool, Although I don't really... Because I don't understand it... I like fully don't understand sort of waving it, a you know stick. what I mean? Yeah, I just kind of think I could do that. <laughs> I feel like a music like a musician who is also like a tr- at least a trained uh, uh, conductor is, you know, it's something it's something it's something to it's a string it's to a something. bow. It's a string to a bow. It's something. Something to put on the CV, isn't it? Something. <laughs> so, it's something. It's something. Okay, so in her first brush with politics, Raslana was appointed special advisor to the Ukrainian Prime Minister and received the title of People's Artists of Ukraine. And that was the year that she won Eurovision. Sweet. Yeah. However, her true impact on politics won't come 
until almost a decade later. The same year of her Eurovision victory, Russ Lana got her first taste of social activism. This was during the Orange Revolution, which was held in protest of fraudulent elections and in support of the later successful Viktor Yushchenko. Now, mm-hmm. we talked about that a lot in the episode that we started with her win. Yeah. And that was Green Jolly. Yeah. Remember Green Jolly and their yeah, song that came songs. that came from the protests and then yeah. was in Eurovision, I think, a couple of years later. So that was about Green Jolly. Now, Ruslana similarly became a prominent figure in the protest. She addressed the masses of crowds gathered. She also dedicated her song called Dances with Walls um, to the protesters. Um, and after this and the success of the protests and the success of Viktor Yushchenko, Ruslana became an active MP between 2006 and 2007 for the party uh, called Our Ukraine, which was formed by the uh, president uh, Yushchenko. So good for her. Well done. That's her stepping into politics. Um, after this, uh, Ruslana carried on creating music and also campaigned for the things that she believed were truly uh, valuable and important. But it wasn't until the 22nd of November 2013 that she became the true heroine of Ukraine, as we earlier described. So, on the 21st of November, the Ukrainian government suspended all preparations for signing a Ukrainian-European Association Agreement. What's one of them when they're at home? So basically, that would have brought closer ties between Ukraine and the EU. So they okay. weren't a member of the EU, but they were moving towards yeah. being that. Before you be- before you become a member of the EU, you kind of have to start this process. Where you start like, building the bridge. Yeah, and you, you build these connections and everything yeah. like that. Basically, the government came in and went, oh, we were going to do that, but you know what we're rather going to do? We're going to not do the EU thing, and instead we're going to gain closer economic ties with Russia. Now, wow. obviously, Russia and that Eastern Bloc have a very, Uh, long and storied and slightly Mm. difficult and conflicted history and the vision for a lot of people in Ukraine at the time and a lot of the sort of more progressive people in Ukraine was that tying themselves with the EU and Europe would would bring progress to the country and would sort of um, bring uh, bring them take them forward and take them away from their more Soviet history and old-fashioned Soviet past um so instead, the government went, oh, no, 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 we're going we're gonna to decide to have closer economic ties with Russia. In protest against this move, Ukrainian citizens started to gather in Independence Square, which is also um, basically, the word for independence is also maiden in um, Ukrainian. Mm. So it was like maiden square. Um, and this began what was later known as Euromaiden. Uh, which was also dubbed the largest ever pro-European rally in history. Ooh. I know, right? It feels like we should have one of those right now. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit late for that. Uh, Ruslana was... That's all right, though, because Theresa's got this sorted, mate. Yeah. Theresa's got really good plan for how we're going to get out of the EU and we're going to be fine. Oh, no, 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 wait. No, she doesn't. The fucking... I know she doesn't. Badass uh, Juncker today. Did you So, you know, like, Theresa May uh, has been talking about, like, the balls in their court, like, mm. i.e., like, the balls in the EU's court. We've set out our agenda, the balls in their court. So, Juncker was coming out of a meeting today and the press was outside and they were talking and he was like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, it was it was good meeting, blah, 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 blah. And then they said, like, oh, um, so, you know, is the is the ball in your court now? And he turned around, around and went, Brexit's not a game. 
and it was just like oh, oh fuck burn <laughs> absolute Get burn out <laughs> jesus christ Jeez. Jesus. the quicker she's ousted the quicker they can put some other idiot in charge and then the quicker election. we get another one election yeah. and we get him out of office. bloody corbin get him in um so anyway so this is the pro biggest pro european uh protest uh rally ever mm-hmm Russ Lana was one of the first people there on the first day. She stood shoulder to shoulder with the protesters, chanting, singing, standing united against the government, whom uh, Transparency International at that point had named as one of the top examples of corruption in the world. Excellent. You know, I always I, I always like to be number one on a list. Yeah, something. You know, I like to be first. I like to be the best at something. Number one. But um, in terms of corruption, yeah. Ooh, you want to be low. Yeah, you you want to be, be yeah. really yeah, low yeah. down. It's like golf scores. So the protests continued throughout the following week. And this, bearing in mind, was November Uh, So temperatures were regularly dropping below freezing. However, thousands of protesters, including Ruslana, stayed there sleeping for maybe a couple of hours each night on the floor of the trade union building in that square. During this time, the first week, stages were erected from which Ruslana and the other leading figures of this revolution began performing and giving regular speeches. Sounds exciting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure it really was i know it does sound exciting at the moment but i'm sure it was incredible i'm sure it was amazing it's the start of something isn't it yeah, it's the start, it's the start of, of something and this right. is only, this is only like 2013 like this isn't that long ago no these things can still happen on the night of november 30th riot police began to remove Ugh. sleeping activists leading to violent clashes between the protesters and the police Ruslana managed to find shelter for her and a hundred students in a nearby monastery. Uh, where that's pretty, that's pretty badass. It's pretty badass. Where she began to work hard sourcing food and medicine for the injured. Oh, blimmin' Bloody Ruslana, right? She's bloody great, isn't it, she? It gets, it gets better. So, the, well, worse, but better. better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, the escalation of violence from the riot police only encouraged support for the protesters. Over the first two weekends of December, between 400,000 and 800,000 people gathered in the square to step up the protests. All of like every time there's a protest that happens, the ones that have recently anything in America, the ones that are happening in Catalonia. Mm. How are people in the police force and in the government still so arrogant to think that? Well, a either to think that people aren't going to react like that. Yeah. But when they see protesters sat on the floor getting beaten up and getting dragged away and pushed downstairs and and assaulted and abused really violently, yeah. that people aren't going to kick up a stink. That yeah. People aren't going to side with the protesters. Even if you don't really agree with what the protesters are protesting about, yeah. even if you're not that fussed about it, if I see protesters getting the shit kicked out of them by the police... I'm siding with the protesters, mate. Yeah, of course. Like, you, like, it's either pure arrogance to think, just not realise that's going to happen, or so arrogant they just don't care that's going to happen. It's, but how are there still people in power in the government, the police force, throughout the world, that, that that's acceptable? That's acceptable. We're just going to kick protesters around yeah. and it's totally okay. It's that cognitive dissonance, to use, to, to use the phrase. But it's like, 
it's that thing of the police are told that they have to do that by the people higher up. The people higher up don't see that or they're not like there to, to say do that. So there's that like removal of any real responsibility on anyone's Yeah, the police place. are really doing what they're told Yeah, and the people who've told them to do it aren't doing it. But the amazing thing that you see is like we saw in Catalonia when the fucking firemen linked arms Ugh. to protect the protesters. To protect, no, not even the protesters, the people who are coming to vote. Yeah, just voters. From the Spanish police. I mean, that whole situation over there is pretty horrendous on all sides right now i mean there's it's awful that democracy wasn't allowed to continue and obviously there are genuine arguments on both sides for mm. you know people remaining it you know catalonia remaining part of spain and catalonia not but just the way it was handled was absolutely shocking and and the fact that democracy wasn't allowed to to take place anyway <laughs> anyway let's give us the wine back to bloody ruslana uh so so yeah, so on the first two weekends of December, between 400,000 and 800,000 people gathered in the square to step up the protest. And Raslana at this point had become basically the leader for all of them. Uh, one journalist uh, called Lacia Bouchak wrote, Euro Maiden has grown into something far bigger than just an angry response to a fallen through EU deal. It's now about ousting Yanukovych and his corrupt government, guiding Ukraine away from its 200-year-old, deeply intertwined relationship with Russia Mm. and standing up for basic human rights to protest, speak and think freely and to act peacefully without the threat of punishment. Hell yeah. Fucking, that summed it up. It's It's a long quote, but I feel like that, all of that was fucking great. And Ruslana uh, was... At the fucking head of all of this. At the helm of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Ruslana was at one point on stage for up to 10 hours each night, performing with other famous singers and reading speeches to encourage and motivate the crowds. Um, She would basically come off stage exhausted, get maybe a couple of hours sleep and do it all over again the next day. Um, At this point, the protesters had, had built massive barricades around the square made of scrap wood and metal and then basically fortified it with snow and ice because at this point it was so cold that they're basically able <laughs> to create like an ice fortress yeah. uh in the square for them it, there's pictures online it's it's fucking amazing, amazing. it is like absolutely freezing russell is still there in like ugg boots tight jeans and like a cool like leather jacket or whatever like she's still fucking performing but it is like pretty remarkable so they were they basically had taken complete control of this square at this point that was until however the 10th of December, it was 3 a.m. And there was another push from the government interior ministry units, basically like the, the SWAT military police. Ooh. They snuck in from all sides and basically began overpowering large numbers of the protesters and removing them. Ugh, they pushed further and further in and it was beginning to look hopeless for the protesters. The few hundred protesters remaining gathered right in the centre of the square in a tight group. And it was then that Ruslana's voice burst out over the speaker, uh, chanting, Maiden exists, this is a peaceful protest. Uh, The remaining people in the square repeated the chant back, uniting themselves against the oncoming tide of riot police. Someone from the crowd shouted, Ruslana Spivai, and Spivai means sing. Ruslana took the microphone on the stage and began singing the Ukrainian national anthem. She sung the words, Souls and bodies will lay down all for our freedom. 
Over the following hour, having heard about the sneak attack from the police, more protesters began to fill the square, all being, yes. all being directed from Ruslana on the stage. With the clashes becoming more and more violent, the leaders of the protests called for all the women and children to join Ruslana on the stage and the men to form life walls around the perimeter of the square. New activists kept arriving and they ran to join the protesters, pushing the riot police back away from the stage. As Ruslana continued the performance of our life, singing, chanting and encouraging the activists in a peaceful protest. After 10 hours, the police were pushed out and retreated. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is so good. It's fucking amazing, right? There should be films made about every single one of the stories on this podcast. This is a goddamn movie. There should be fucking movies. That's It's a series just called... Jon is exec producer, obviously. It's just called, Isn't Eurovision Great? <laughs> and like part one, part two, part three. Yeah. And it's like the most amazing people from Eurovision stories. Anyway, Ruslana stayed in that square for around, and it's reported, around 100 days and 100 nights. Shut up. Performing almost every single night to keep the spirits up for the activists in, like, the coldest, like, months of the year. I... She's amazing. Fancy I, the fuck out of her. But I, like, completely fell in love with her. I mean, she's beautiful. Yeah. And she's, like, great, and she's a great singer. I just, like, she's... Oh my god! I will she compare every woman who I date <laughs> from now on to Ruslana, and none of them will be able to contend. No, no. Uh, there's a there's actually amazing articles. The the Daily Beast. I got quite a lot of my um, information from this from an article by the Daily Beast, where they went out and interviewed her during uh, this uh, whole thing going on. And uh, they gave amazing insight into like how she would like go to the um, trade union building and have like a team around her who would like do her makeup and like make sure she looked like ready to perform for these people. She would be Mm. exhausted, like Mm. she would be exhausted Uh, and she would be talking to them about like what she was going to talk about that night and everything. It wasn't just makeup artists, it was like, you know, politicians and it was like philosophers and it was activists and everything surrounding her and she was right at the fucking center. It's fucking amazing. Ah! I loved reading about this so much. So after that 100-day period, um, Ruslana finally left the square, but she did it to meet with politicians from around the world and gather global support for the cause. During this time, she was in serious danger. She received death threats. Her car was followed. She had to abandon her home because it was being constantly observed. And when she was on stage at the Independent Square, snipers were basically oh aimed God. at her constantly she was she was con- constantly under sniper aim that's enough to drive you mad i know and it's like she did that but she for... did it regardless so all of this paid off though in late february 2014 president yanukovych fled the country the protesters gained control of the presidential administration the elections for a new president were held on May 24th of that year, which just so happened to be Ruslana's birthday. Oh, lovely little <laughs> gift for Yeah, her. the day before, Ruslana organised a global joint prayer involving one million people around the, and around the world, and Ruslana read the prayer for Ukraine, for peace, and for quiet. Oh. In that same year, Ruslana was honoured with the International Woman of Courage Award, which was handed to her by First Lady Michelle Obama oh at the World what Summit an in New York. Absolute badass. 
And I mean, she fucking obviously she carries on going, and she exists now as like a, a like one of the most. She's I, I genuinely believe like one of the most impressive women I've I'm come across. Completely in completely in love with she's her. fucking amazing. I want to be a woman of courage. I know <laughs> Michelle Obama. Well, no, I don't even. Mi- I mean, yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't even mind that. A woman of courage. I that's mean, such like that's genuinely that's such as a woman. That's such a beautiful phrase and yeah. a beautiful position to anoint onto someone. Yeah. A woman of courage. Because that's a huge thing that a lot of women around the world get beaten. And, you know, whether it's emotionally or physically or mentally or just throughout their lives get beaten out of them is the courage to do something, to yeah. do whatever it is they want to do. Yeah. To have that courage to be that woman that stood there for as long as she did and fought through as much as she did the emotional turmoil the loss of her her life around her to be willing to just stand up for this one thing that she knew was right that's amazing woman of courage i love it she's like the most amazing woman i'm in love i'm in love she's she's a fight for her fight for her but there you go jesus that was a bloody good one mate i am always surprised when you get one like that that you're like how, how did I not know how this? We, we've been doing this for nearly a year now and we haven't done the one where Ruslana single-handedly fends <laughs> off like a thousand police. Like, <laughs> it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Oh, woman of courage. Mm. Woman of courage. That is genuinely, that's my, that's my inspiration now for life, to be a woman of courage. Even without an award attached to it, that is what I want to be when I grow up. I want to be a woman of courage. You're my woman of courage. <laughs> Wait, don't cry again again oh no oh. but it is and you're right that's a takeaway for everyone listening any woman listening to this be a woman of courage be a fucking woman I'm of courage every be. day think yeah. of Ruslana what I'm would Ruslana do I'm gonna be a woman of courage you be a woman of courage mate. Woman of courage. you should be yeah Lovely. I will be so there we go shall we move on great let's great move on great story we're feeling good we're feeling happy so, shall, song, we, song. shall we move on? Roland's gonna do a shitty song because no, he did a good one last that week. It's not always, that's not always the way. That's not always the I'm, way. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna try and be psychic. No! All right, go on, have a go. And um, this isn't gonna bias my opinion on the actual Yeah, don't buy it, open mind, keep an open mind. Yeah, obviously, like, if I'm completely wrong, I will say a different score at the end, but I'm gonna guess, I'm gonna guess this is gonna be... Five. Okay, I was gonna say. Okay, well, we'll see. So after after the response from last week, I have tried to go along a similar line in terms of I've tried to keep things clean, to keep things positive. Yeah, no dirty boy anymore. No dirty. Well, I mean, I'll slip back on my way. Boy. I'll slip back my ways no. eventually. Uh, it couldn't be that long, however, uh, that I could stay away from my electro pop roots. So Good, because we love a bit of electro And actually, I find inspiration from many places. And <laughs> this week, <laughs> I feel like I'm on a talk show. This week, I actually found inspiration from one of our own listeners. In his email at the start of the show, Chance signed off with the line, floodgates can't wait. I I don't. It's a great line. It's a great line. I don't I don't know if that's reference to a song I don't know or something like that. Yeah. Is that a song? It's What's from the song? Jedward. Oh, oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> Is it this ruined your style? No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't at all. Floodgates. Uh, so, can't yeah. wait. Yeah. I've written a song called 
Floodgates. Great. Good name for a song. Great name for a song. So thank you, Chance, and let's have a listen. And Jedward. And Jedward, let's have a listen to Floodgates. There's a shadow, it's been here for days. Feeling troubled, living in this haze. Nothing happens, just go round and round. Feeling lost until I run aground. This time I won't play along. I can fight it, I can become strong Something inside of me is gonna tear right out and make me free Volume builds as I turn it up Heart is beating like a ten-ton truck Tired of trying to hold it in The power takes control and I let it in So I open up the floodgates Let it in this feeling Last so long So So let it out Floodgates And when the feeling's gone You'll have the power to carry on Then let it out Floodgates Now there's no need to wait You've got the love behind your floodgates Now this power's growing over me I got the strength to help the world to see when you open up and see the light Help the others stand and fight their fight Oh, When I get this glow inside There's no stopping, I won't send the tide This thing inside of me You can help the world and make us free That feeling multiplies Stand together, I can see us rise For now's the time to see Time to open up and sing with me Jedward Isabel Floodgates Isabel's Mecking a face <laughs> What do you think Isabel? I, when it started I was like mm, yeah, I don't know yeah. Then it got into the chorus yeah. Like in, into the, the verse sort of, Sorry yeah. into the bridge And I was like You know actually No yeah. Maybe he's alright yeah. Then the chorus started You weren't a fan of Floodgates! Floodgates! No. no, I didn't like the chorus at all. It got too... I've said this before about some of your songs. It's, it sounded like the sort of thing I'd hear in a club in Halifax. Really? If I went this home, one? Yeah, if I went home, went to Liquid, and me wow. and my mates drunkenly decided, we're not too old to go clubbing in Halifax. Let, we did this when we were younger. Let's go for it. And as soon as you walk in, you hear that song, you see numerous 19 year olds making out on the dance floor uh, and you go oh made a mistake yeah. made a mistake no send back the Jager bombs. <laughs> we're not staying let's go home to bed because we're uh, too old for this yeah interesting that didn't I, didn't, like I didn't think I've done ones in the past that I've gone oh let's do a club banger and I've thought oh, yeah maybe I, I thought that was quite Eurovision-y that chorus no I didn't like the chorus I thought you wouldn't like the verses because the verses are quite dubstepy, and then the chorus is quite like I really like the bridge 
I like the concept. I like the concept of floodgates. Let out the emotion, or like let in. Yeah, like, concept's nice. Like, open your floodgates and let out the love. But I think it's gonna okay. <laughs> floodgates sounds. <laughs> Not. I didn't do it in a sex. I could have done it in a sexy no, way. I just got it. I avoided the sex. I avoided the sexy thing. Open your floodgates, open love. Floodgates, love. <laughs> Let's have a go. Oh, floodgates. Oh. <laughs> That's you. That was all you. My flood. No, it's Who's not my a sex person now? No, I know, but you're the one who brought it up. I didn't bring it up in any way. It's all nice and innocent. Um, I mean, no. I mean, that's fine. I think people might disagree with you on this one. <laughs> I think they won't. I think they'll agree that this is, it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not but it's not good. So are you. Oh, well, I mean, let's see. It's is distinctively your, mediocre. Is your prediction correct? What yeah. score would you give Floodgates? Yeah, I'm sorry, mate. It's a five. I am okay with that. I'm all right with that. We Like, we can't have a we can't have a 10 every week. We can't have a... No. Last week's... I'm literally going to listen to it on my way home tonight. Last week's... Because I, it was so goddamn good. And yeah. I was so goddamn proud of you for making a beautiful song. <laughs> this week, no. It's fine. It's a generic... Song. I'll forget it by tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, floodgates. Let's end the podcast, Isabel, in the same way we end every podcast mm-hmm. this season with the question, Isabel, mm. it's 2023 and Daddy Yon's vision of a global Eurovision has come to fruition. It's time for the first global contest. The rules are Europe can choose one former winner and one former winning song to sing, but it cannot be the same singer as it was the song oh my that God! won. Which song do you choose and which singer do you choose to sing to compete for Europe in the World Eurovision Song Contest, Isabel? Okay, okay, so. <laughs> okay. I mean, you're thinking about big Eurovision, you're thinking about who could win, you're thinking about a song that could win, you're thinking about an iconic act. Obviously, your go-to is ABBA. Go to his ABBA. ABBA is one of the greatest bands in the entire world. Quite old now, no? Quite old now, though. Waterloo is still one of the greatest pop records I've okay. made, though. Interesting. Really into it. But I'm not going down that avenue. Okay. That's my first thought. First thought, yeah. ABBA, obviously. No. Not even an ABBA song? No. Okay, We're interesting. Not doing ABBA or Waterloo. Okay. All right. Okay. Dropped. Cut. Now, I'm going one of... I think actually second to ABBA, the most iconic Eurovision act ever okay. would be, let's see if we agree on this, second to ABBA, Roland, yeah. who would be your most iconic Eurovision winner ever? Are you talking a song or? Act. Act. Performer. Uh, it would be Dana International. Correct. <laughs> Obviously. We're going Dana. So Dana's going to perform. Dana's performing. Dana's performing. And what song is Dana performing? Dana is performing what is, to me, the greatest and most iconic second to ABBA. Yeah. Eurovision yeah. song ever, yeah. which is... Euphoria. Euphoria! Dana International performing Euphoria. How incredible would that be? Oh my God, I'd cry. That if that be... could actually happen in real life, I would never stop crying with happiness. That would be amazing. That would win. That would win. Yeah. What wouldn't that win? That, that would, would win, win anything. The world. That would win everything. Everyone's hearts. That would create world peace. It would be the. It would. Donald Trump would impeach himself if <laughs> It'd that. Be the was only performed. song we'd ever need to listen to again. Like we'd be Ever. like all songs. We're done. We've completed Visually, the song. Visually, it would be the most incredible piece of artistic work. Okay. Choreographed by Lorene. 
styled by Dana oh herself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dana yeah. International performing Euphoria. Genius. Boom, I've done. Won. On that note, drop the mic. <laughs> done it. Uh, we will see you again next week. Thank you for listening. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.